Welcome to UX Podcast, where we talk about the experiences, challenges, and opportunities that underrepresented groups face in the world of design. I'm Alex. I'm Varsha. We're glad to have you back with us on our fifth episode and our first experience of UX Lab. In our last episode, we talked about how to navigate working with difficult clients. A lot of us are coming up on stressful times with the holidays and crazy work deadlines on top of that. So we hope that episode, if anything, brings you a positive outlook and that you're not alone if you currently have a challenging client. Yes, definitely. Go check it out. It was a great episode. But then again, I might be biased. So, (laughs) But on today's episode, I'm really, really excited because we are doing our UX lab. So UX lab is going to be a space where we do deep dives into various types of experiences, both digital and in person. Yes. So in this episode, we wanted to switch it up with something a bit more informal and bring you all into our heads as we experience an app as a first-time shopper. And the app is for a company that you've all heard of, definitely. (laughs) Yeah, and it's super fun because it's something we've all most likely come in contact with. It's an online e-commerce marketplace that connects sellers with buyers, and it's mainly used for selling vintage items, handmade goods, art, and crafts. And in 2019, this company made $818.79 million in U.S. dollars. That's insane. That's I, I didn't realize <laughs> that, but... <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, and neither of us have used the app before, even though, you know, we've probably browsed on it on our computers or laptops. But Alex, do you want to do the honor of revealing the name of the app? Of course, I I love it. I'm very, very stoked for this opportunity. So if you all could do a drum roll, please, I would really appreciate that. I will not do (laughs) an actual drum roll, but we can throw that in there. (laughs) Cue that from our listeners. So yeah, drum roll, please. Dun-da-da. It's uh, (laughs) Etsy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we've all heard of it. Yeah, so I think it's still pretty surprising that we've never used the app version of Etsy before, considering, you know, both of us are pretty big on shopping. (laughs) Yeah, we thought it would be fitting with the holidays coming up and e-commerce platforms just really thriving. Yeah, definitely. And, And I don't know why I haven't used the Etsy app right now, especially because of, like you said, all of our shopping interests. So I'm excited to get into it. And just to be clear for our listeners, we we will be getting into the first time user experience for Etsy. Yeah. So we're going to task ourselves to find each other a Christmas present on this app. So Alex is going to find a gift for me and I'm going to try to find a gift for her. And it's going to be difficult. So <laughs> yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting. And as we go through it too, you might notice some differences because Alex is unfortunately team iPhone and I am team Android. So, wow, we're already throwing some shade. (laughs) No, and I just want to clarify when I said it would be hard. It's not because we've seen the app experience before. It's just because sometimes I could be a picky shopper. So, (laughs) so that's why Varsha will have a, a hard time. But in terms of 
iPhone versus Android, I'd like to say go team iPhone. And let's not talk in depth about what's better. Okay. I mean, I mean, we can acknowledge that the blue bubbles in iMessage are amazing. So I would like to say blue versus green message bubbles is definitely a thing. So I'm just going to say like variety is the spice of life. So, you know, you want to have different colors. It's not all about the blue. But yeah, anyway, it's true. Let's yeah, not let's not have this whole episode be about our beef, but um, yeah, yeah, we can get yeah. into it. Yeah. If you guys would like to see that on some other episode, please let us know. And we could spend an entire time just talking about that. And actually, I'm really not kidding. Yeah, I'm not either. Yeah. So I guess right now we're going to go ahead and we're just going to walk you through the first time user experience. So Varsha has her phone, I have my phone, and we're going to open up to the Etsy app and just see where we are. Yeah. So we've installed it and we just opened the app. So haven't really logged in or anything. And basically what I'm seeing is a blank page. It says sign in to save your favorites and see personalized recommendations. And there's a big get started button. So that's really interesting because on the iPhone, I actually have the logo Etsy and then their sign up button. And then it says, I already have an account or you can continue as a guest. Do you have oh. a continue as a guest button? I don't see one immediately, but let me click on this get started button and see where it takes me. I think I'm going to continue as a guest since I, most of the time as a user for me, when I'm shopping and I'm the first time user on anything, I am a very eager shopper. So I really want to just get quickly to the thing that I want to see. So I'm going to probably click continue as guest. Yeah, that makes sense. I think a lot of these platforms have recognized that people, you know, don't have a lot of time and they are like you know, ready to buy something that they have in mind. So that guest feature is great. Unfortunately, I don't see that here for me. So I will need to register. Which I think we could say, you know, in talking about the differences there, it's nice to have that guest option. But I do think for a company's sort of target in terms of making sure that they have more users and getting more traction and data, it's probably better to have people sign up and register with an account. So it makes sense on your side. But, you know, yes. as someone like me, I would definitely be kind of annoyed. <laughs> I'm a little annoyed, not going to lie. There are options to continue with Google or Facebook and you know, I don't have a Facebook, so, and I don't feel like connecting it to my Google account. So I am registering. And while I do that, I think, Alex, what do you see now that you've continued as a guest? Sure. So as a guest, I have entered into the marketplace experience on Etsy. And just on the top, there's a banner again that showcases, hey, sign up for it looks like if you sign up, you get to kind of save your favorite items and personalize recommendations. But it gets a little bit confusing because then on the home screen, it still shows that you can add things to a favorites button, right? So it's a little bit misleading to me that it's kind of telling me the content strategy on this app is telling me, hey, you know, sign up so that you can save your personalized recommendations. But when you go into the app and navigate, you can actually 
save favorites, even if you're not theirs. That's what it's showing me. So Mm -hmm. it seems a little bit misleading, but once I get in there, it's obviously showing me some types of home decor ideas, personalized gifts, bath and beauty gifts. Although I don't know, sometimes I think the card style is a little bit weird, very small. I do like the imagery. So once you get in there, I'd love to see your thoughts. Yeah, so I'm actually in there and it's interesting because I've seen a lot of apps kind of do a demo or like a walkthrough of how to use the app. I'm thinking immediately of Pinterest where they kind of ask you for what your interests are. It looks like Etsy kind of just shows you popular searches and is basically kind of dependent on what you like here. I think they assume that people know kind of how to favorite things or heart them. Yeah. So it's more of like an, it seems like very exploratory right now because nothing's personalized to me. And maybe that's kind of the strategy they're going for I to make me kind of look through a bunch of different offerings before I kind of funnel into whatever I downloaded at Etsy for. Yeah, but that's a great point because I think that a lot of apps, we've seen it often where they ask you these sort of welcome back questions, you know, who are you? What do you like? What are the things that you're interested in? And then you can kind of pick a certain topic and then they generate some sort of thing for you, whether that's a shopping experience with some of your, you know, favorite bath and beauty gifts or, you know, some clothing options, but it's a little bit misleading. I think when companies, you know, you first sign up and they say, this is personalized for you when you're a first time user, like, do they really know what you like? You know, I mean, obviously we know that there's data usage in various parts of tech companies that are, you know, in ways, some ways shared, right. And understanding like what clicks you do and what things you're interested in. But overall, I think it's misleading when you're a first time user. It's like you haven't used this app before at all. So how do they know that it's really personalized for you? Yeah, it's it's really not going to be personalized besides, you know, those questions like, what are you here for? Like, you know, bath and home stuff or iced coffee sleeves. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I mean, I have to say I do love coffee. I know that. Thanks for that hint. <laughs> so I think now in in the flow, I mean, we would want to search for something. So I'm actually very curious, where is the search bar for you on that home screen? Mine is at the top. So is mine. And I actually, my immediate reaction was to go to the bottom to search. So it's kind of it's funny that it's at the top. And it, I think it makes sense because you do want to be able to search quickly. But yeah, mine's at the top too. So when you actually click into the search bar, there's a lot of stuff there. So you can browse by category in case you know you might not know exactly what you're searching for. And then they also give you like popular items right now. Which I have to say the popular, I mean, if we could just read off some of the popular (laughs) items right now for our audience, I think they would appreciate it. So one of the things I'm seeing, which, you know, honestly, I should really just get this for for Varsha, it says silk bathrobe or a uh, you're my person mug. Oh, Um, yes. Very me. So, (laughs) yeah. Or if you want, apparently that choker collar necklace is coming back. So 
people are searching for that. Apparently, it's popular right now hey, on Etsy. <laughs> I'm all about that 90s fashion, so Me too. I'd be happy with that. <laughs> yeah, so I think what's interesting, though, when I click browse by category, so let's just say I'm looking for something for you, it still has the popular items right now, which is confusing because then I have to scroll all the way down to find all the categories. Oh, and interesting. I don't have that. So when I say browse by category, I just see all of the categories. And then at the bottom, it has gift guides. So, you know, for her, for him, for pets. Yeah, I actually have to say, I, I really like the gift guide mm-hmm. situation because I think like I instantly clicked when you said that. I went and found it on that similar categories page and I clicked for her. Yeah. And I think it makes things easy. I mean, I know I've seen Amazon Mm -hmm. do things like that and it's a great way I think for people to feel less overwhelmed. Yes. I would agree with that. Although it is kind of strange because, you know, for her, it's like, it kind of like puts us all into a bucket. Like, Oh, these are all gifts that like any woman would like. And yeah, you know, sometimes that's a great point. <laughs> it's very off, but I think it's a good starting point and I think it's meant to give you inspiration. So if you see something in there that looks interesting, then you can kind of take it from there and do your own search. At least that's how I use those gift guide things. Yeah, I think that's a great point. I mean, it's kind of like not one thing is going to fit for all. So, you know, there are some things I see, you know, for him that I would want for myself. So I'm just trying to browse right now. I'm I'm thinking, you know, I wonder what our audience would think that we would get each other for a Christmas gift. Yeah, I don't know. I actually don't even know what I would get you still at this moment. So this is like... (laughs) Yeah, this is kind of a test of our relationship. I feel like there's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of pressure right now and I'm scrolling frantically. I think I'm just going to go with something very simple. So I found this nice, I probably very much trying to pronounce the name of this, but it's a perfume. Okay. And it's like a fig smelling scent and it looks really nice so I clicked on it just to kind of look at this product so far it's typical you know you click on it brings up about three different photos of it It says it's got five star reviews Hmm. I don't know if you've clicked on an item yet and seen sort of the layout or the design of the product item? I have not because I'm just really intrigued by some of these. So I went into the spirituality and religion category. Yeah. And they have some really interesting subcategories in here. So I almost forgot that you can even, a lot of Etsy is customized and you can get customizable products. So And some of them could be even services or almost perceived as services. So when I go into, where did I go? I just went somewhere and I lost it. Well, that makes sense because I guess when I went into pet supplies, (laughs) I found found everything from pet collars and leashes to training, pet storage, all the way through. And I honestly... There's beekeeping in here. I mean, I don't know. I guess beekeeping is 
Bees are a pet, so if you need any pet supplies for beekeeping, <laughs> Etsy's your place. I mean, you know I have a lot of bees in here, so... <laughs> yeah, yeah, buzzing around. So I went into... That's where I went into... I went into psychic readings, and there's, you know, a lot of them are like, I will draw your future soulmate. Like, that's pretty intense, and... I think maybe I should have that done. <laughs> I think this is what I'm going to get you, because... You know, it can't be wrong. Like, whatever this person draws, it's got to be accurate. I mean, he has five-star review, and (laughs) it is free shipping, so... Honestly, I think that would actually be kind of fun. It would be great. And he draws it using his psychic ability, so it's not just out of nowhere. (laughs) He's drawing on some strengths here and his abilities, so... Yeah, it could be really fun. Yeah, so I think I've landed on a gift for Alex. It's going to be this future soulmate drawing using this person's psychic abilities. That sounds exciting. Yeah, and just looking through... Okay, so not to get sidetracked by the actual product, but looking through this page, you have the ability to personalize it. Obviously, you want to do that and you know, buy it now versus add to cart. I'm curious, like... Yeah, so great question. So my call to action actually is only add to cart. Oh. So that's interesting. And I would say I also like having the buy now button because it's obviously faster and you don't have to navigate to your cart. But I haven't added any kind of payment information. So to me, I'm seeing buy it now is like... I would still have to go through kind of a similar process in going to my cart and navigating to the purchase from there. So that's a good point. Yeah, I guess, you know, when I added it to my cart, it immediately popped up in my cart section of the app. And I guess there is where you can add the order details of how you'll pay. But it is a little bit confusing Mm -hmm. because you're when you get there it's like it kind of has the order details below so I'm wondering if you add a second item if it just stacks above where the order details are if it kind of goes behind I don't know this is I don't necessarily I'm not loving the Etsy checkout cart experience personally, Mm -hmm. especially because it's very confusing. So I would like to just describe to users what I'm seeing. So once I added my item, this fragrance I'm getting for Varsha to my cart, I scroll down and I have the order details where I enter in how I will pay. And then it says another button below proceed to checkout. And I think that that can be very confusing. I have often seen a lot of e-commerce sites say, add to cart, proceed to checkout. But I think sometimes, you know, why are we having this step? We should just add it to our cart and in our cart should be where we check out. Right. And I think that's what's confusing me is that they put the order details of how you'll pay mixed in with the actual item. And then they're telling you to now proceed to checkout where you should be able to just, I think, enter in your card details right away. Mm. Yeah. So I clicked on the buy it now just to see what it would do. And I have to basically just choose my payment method. And then there's no other action for me on that pop-up. So it's just 
the next step for me would just be proceeding to checkout. And yeah, so it takes me to kind of like a shipping page where I'm entering my name and street address, and then I have to continue to payment. So I'm just wondering how it doesn't seem like it's a faster option, especially as a new user. I haven't ever made a payment on this app before, so they don't have anything remembered for me. So that's interesting that they would show that anyways. But at least as a new user, I'm seeing that that's a feature that they have for the future. Yeah. And now that, I mean, I think it's definitely not faster. And also I would like to say when I pressed the call to action, proceed to checkout, it popped up a screen that said sign in to checkout. And that's where I would have to register, sign in, or again, link it to a Google or a Facebook account. So now it's forcing me to basically register in order to check out. So I think that, you know, one of my biggest pet peeves as a person, as a designer, I think is is designing an experience that's transparent for a user to understand what their goals are and being able to present information in a way that is useful to them. And I think it's frustrating that, you know, they gave me the option to enter as a guest. And when I went through my entire shopping experience and proceeded to check out, you know, not only am I now confused, but now I have to go back and register as a person that has an email with Etsy. And I think, you know, if that's going to be the case, then they should just probably present on the iPhone the same experience you had, which is that you can't continue as a guest. You should just register and sign in. Yeah. You don't want your users to feel tricked or deceived. And I think Alex is feeling that at the moment as a guest (laughs) (laughs) required to make an account at this point. So yes, that's never great. So now I would say as a first time user, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I mean, when I see stuff like that, I'm a person of convenience. And I think when I see that, it makes me think like, I don't always want to have to go through that process. So, you know, frankly, I might think in that moment, you know what, I could probably find this somewhere else, or I could probably find this at a store that is close by or, you know, on Amazon, right? So I just think that sometimes when things pop up like that, I do get angry and I don't really want to shop there. So maybe I would close out of the app. Ooh, Etsy, do you hear that? Alex will not be returning. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think you could classify me as a returning second time user. Yeah, so... I went back to the actual product page and I'm just looking through it. I think it's it's great that it has, you know, the photos at the top of the review section. There's only two and one of them isn't even a drawing, so I'm a little confused there. But it has, <laughs> you know, the product details, which is great. And I do like the big buttons where you can ask a question or view the shop to see other products by that shop owner. And then they have some other like recommendations based off of similar items and related searches. So I think the product page overall is pretty clear, straightforward. But I would say, yeah, the checkout process is a little... It could be better. Let's just say that. Yeah, I think we're both experiencing some similar issues and discouraging elements of this design. 
So I would say, Varsha, unfortunately, I will not be purchasing your Christmas gift right now and or through Etsy. Well, I was looking forward to the fig scented perfume, but no, I understand you don't want to give Etsy your business any longer. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, I think this is a great, do you have any other thoughts, Varsha, on sort of the overall first time user shopping experience here? Yes. So I went back to kind of the home screen and I favorited a, a bunch of random things and I just wanted to see what my favorites page would look like. And, you know, I'm kind of surprised that when I go to my favorites, it only just shows me the favorites, but it doesn't, you know, have any recommendations of other things that I might favorite or that I might like. So that is interesting to me. But I do like that it has the ability to create a list here. So I guess if you want to be really organized for your Christmas shopping or whatever it is you're doing, I like that feature. See, that's lucky because, again, I went to go favorite when you mentioned that. And again, you have to sign in and register in order to favorite anything. Yeah. And I think that goes back to the data collection aspect of these platforms is that, you know, as a guest, when you're favoriting things, the company itself like Etsy doesn't get any of that information if it's truly a guest I can kind of understand it but I definitely understand your frustration yeah I would say like that's a great takeaway actually for understanding UX working with content and content strategy like making sure that what you design and what you're actually writing on the design is going to make sense because users will navigate. Like I would love to know what that user research was for that continue as a guest button because I really clicked on it instantly. And if I clicked on it instantly and I'm constantly being asked to register or sign in, then maybe there should be no option as a guest. Right. So I think it is a lightweight option for an experience, but yeah, if it's just constantly asking you to sign in, then I don't really see the point of it because it kind of does deceive you that, okay, I'm going to be able to go in here, pick out whatever I'm looking for, and then check out and be done with it. But it doesn't seem like you can do that on an iPhone at least, so that's kind of unfortunate because I love those guest experiences where it's just like quick, then I know I'm not going to get spammed with emails from them, hopefully. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I will say, I mean, I think that the positive side, some of the good things are like, I do like how they have a lot of categories neatly organized. I do think that they have a nice subcategory system going on that you've mentioned And I think, you know, it's nice too, because when you click on a product, you can clearly see the layout of it. And you can also click and see who the seller is and look at the reviews. So I think that they've done a nice job with the overall product display. When you're actually clicking in and looking at the pictures, I think that there's a really nice uniform look and feel. But I think when it comes to actually purchasing, which as we know, is clearly the main reason of having this app, I think it lacks some of those key design components. 
Yeah, I would say the experience shopping might be fun and engaging, but actually checking out and making a purchase might be frustrating. I also noticed that you can save your searches, which is, I think, a pretty cool functionality that they've added here. I'm not actually sure, like, how many people use that. Like, if you save a search, I mean, it's like a pretty big functionality that they've built out here. So I'm wondering, you know, how people really use that. If you always search for Frida Kahlo, then... (laughs) Like, I guess you could save it and that's all you buy on Etsy. Right, exactly. No, and it's it's interesting too because I, I think with e-commerce, it's not like a home website. You're not buying a home and you're not buying, right? There's not, it's not you're saving it for any, I mean, maybe you're saving it for a particular reason, but most of the time when I'm buying something, I go in there and know what I want or I look for it and then I purchase it. So Mm. yeah, it's a great question. And I think, you know, some of the things too, having those popular searches, it's, it's like more of a topic of something funny versus something that I think at least in my, my case would be helpful. I don't know about you, Varsha, if you are looking for any uh, silk robes or pieces of eclectic art. (laughs) Always the art pieces, but I think You know, now that I'm thinking about it, I do think that I would use that save a search functionality because I'm the type of shopper that takes a little bit of time. I like to look at, you know, my options on different platforms. So I think for you, you go in there with a goal and you're like, my goal is to get out with the product in mind, whereas I like to shop around for a bit. So I think, yeah, if I went in there and I was like, you know, I'm looking for a fig scented perfume and I want to <laughs> save that because I might forget when I go to other sites yeah. or come back another day. I might not forget if I go to another site right away, but I might want to think on it for a couple of days. And I think it's a convenience thing. Yeah, I agree. And I think that's a great explanation or a distinguished thing before our users. I mean, for our audience, for our listeners, to understand that Varsha and I are both first-time users, but our behaviors are different. And so we might desire different experiences. So it's not just the fact that we have different experiences presented to us, but it's because of our phones, but it's actually the fact that we have different behaviors. So That's so true. Yeah, and I know, Varsha, you, you were trying to not say this, but I know it's because I'm much more impulsive of a, of a shopper. <laughs> I wish you guys could see her face right now. Hey, I didn't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I think that's really my overall first-time shopping experience. I don't know if you have any other final takeaways or wrap-up thoughts? No, I think this was like a kind of a good intro to the Etsy app. So I guess my final question to you is, will you be deleting this after our episode? Most definitely. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Will you? I mean... Well, probably only because I usually do most of my shopping on my laptop. I don't know why. I I guess it's just like out of habit, but I just like the larger screen and I get to see more options in one view 
which, you know, I love being bombarded with options. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, I don't think I will be keeping it on my phone, but I'm glad, you know, we kind of got to poke around here and see what it's like. I mean, I would say the UI is very clean. It's very minimal. And I do appreciate that. Yeah. And I think that that makes sense. I'm very similar. I enjoy having a larger screen as well. And I think too, we got to keep in mind for our audience and, you know, for ourselves too, that Etsy, as we know, connects buyers and sellers that, you know, are supposed to empower this sort of ethical side of shopping. And I think when you think about e-commerce and using an app versus like using a laptop, what's easier, what makes more sense? I mean, if you're really dedicated to a company and you're really dedicated to the mission and what they're doing, I mean, if I really didn't have a great experience on the app, I probably would still use the online screen laptop version of the site. But I think it's just important for people to understand that. I think, again, it goes back to behavior, passion, what you actually want, how you buy, how you purchase things. Yeah. So it's great. What our motivations are. And I, I really like that point you made, Alex, about, you know, the purpose of Etsy is to, you know, bring awareness to these small business owners so that, you know, people aren't just having to go to Amazon and buying kind of like just basic generic things. Like you can go on Etsy and really connect personally with these shop owners and get something really personalized and customized to you, which I think is awesome. And I think, you know, I've heard a lot of great success stories from people that have businesses on Etsy and, you know, that's like their full-time job. So I think, you know, I can really applaud Etsy for the platform itself. Agreed. Definitely. That really comes to an end here for our UX lab. On our next episode, we're going to talk about mentorship in UX. Let us know if you liked our first ever UX lab. We had such a fun time doing it. And as always, feel free to email us at uxpodcast at gmail.com if you have a topic that you want us to talk about. And don't forget to follow us on Spotify and on Instagram at UX Podcast. See you on the next one.